Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I am so glad that you've joined me today uh, on this wonderful episode of Navigating Preteen Ministry. I say that every time, don't I? Anyways, I'm so glad that you guys are here, and I hope you are having a wonderful day. This bad boy drop on September 22nd. Uh, so, you know, working our way through September. It's a... Uh, it's flying by. I don't know about you guys, but uh, you know what's uh, the best thing about uh, September coming to a close is that we got October coming up. And I don't know about you guys, but today's shout out. It's going to go to the one and the only uh, Kidman Megacon. Yes, um, I will be there at Kidman Megacon, and I hope that some of you guys are as well. Um, and uh, I will continue to push this for the next uh, week or two. I think next week is the last week, and then the week after I will be there that Thursday that this comes out. So um, that is super exciting, but there is definitely still time to get tickets, um, and uh, it, I strongly, strongly recommend that you do that. Uh, MegaCon is amazing. Um, I love going there. I went there last year, um, and I'm so excited to come back this year. I uh, got to meet so many cool people. Um, learn so many things, meet so many different um, vendors and curriculum providers and resource providers, and it is just a great opportunity to grow as a leader um, and also uh, network, connect, and, and make some really cool connections there. So definitely, definitely uh, check that out. It is so worth it. Uh, we are on a little mini-series here um, that I wanted to talk about, uh, and it's four ways that our preteens are changing because of our culture. Um, four of uh, the ways that I have noticed uh, that preteens are facing difficulties that uh, we really didn't face, right? Every generation and every, you know, different group of people are facing different things, right? We've, we face things as preteens, but what they're facing is, is different um, and, and it's, it's causing a lot of chaos, if you haven't noticed, right? There's, uh, there's just been a lot going on um, in the uh, realm uh, uh, of preteens and their development just with so much uh, advancement. Uh, there's so much detriment that we are not watching and not being careful about as a culture and as a global community. Um, but today, last week, uh, we talked about them growing too fast. Um, that they were really just aging and maturing too much based on what they were seeing today. I wanted to talk about um, seeing too much. I wanted to talk about uh, one of the things that is changing in our preteens is that they are seeing way too much. Uh, this is great because it can tie into a story time. This morning, um, I was talking with uh, my little D group. I've got six men. I am easily the youngest. Uh, I'm a 23-year-old uh, dude in this group of uh, guys that are married with kids, uh, and, and they were uh, just, we were at our prayer time, and they were talking about it, and they were talking about, like, we really just need to pray for our kids, the things that they are experiencing, um, the things they're hearing, the things they're seeing, and the things that they're doing are just crazy, uh, and it was, it's, it's, it's like disheartening to hear what um, third and fourth graders uh, are, are hearing and seeing in their schools from other third and fourth graders, just uh, I think that there's just such a um, diminished understanding of the impact that what these kids are seeing has on them, 
And so today I wanted to talk about three ways uh, or three areas that, that preteens are seeing too much and then how we can counter that, right? I always want to be a, a resource as well. I'm not going to leave you just like, dang, this this is tough. Um, but I wanted to talk about three ways that, um, we, that preteens are seeing too much. And the first is the obvious one in the room. The internet is exposing um, preteens to way too much and it is a wide variety i could break down the internet into multiple different chunks as well right the most obvious um is pornography right adult content anything like that the like it it's ludicrous how easy it is to access whatever you want um from personal experience i've experienced that uh the statistic now is that the average age of uh, your first uh, viewing of pornography is uh, 10 or 11 now. Um, and that holds true to my own experience. At 11 years old, I was able to just get on the internet and see what I wanted to see because I, uh, I was a curious 11-year-old. And I thought, huh, I feel this feeling. I wonder what this is. And I had never had any conversations about that. And it just happened. Uh, and and I was on, I'm on like the precipice of that, right? I was on the, the very early precipice of... Uh, being introduced to all the technology and stuff like that. I still definitely had a flip phone as my first phone. Um, and it wasn't until high school that I had a, a cell phone or anything like that, like a smartphone. Um, and so uh, my experience was 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 an early uh, rendition of that, that. I mean, the epidemic that we have, but it is uh, just fueled insanely now. Um, some of the so I've heard people talking about uh, teachers uh, who have, you know, second and third graders now that are bringing their smartphones to school. Uh, so just like there, there, if there's a screen, there's access to the Internet. And if there's access to the Internet, there's access to all of these things. And so uh, one, they're seeing way too much, right, that the pornography ep- epidemic in our uh, culture and in our world is um, crazy. Uh, and the statistics are heartbreaking. Um, and, and, and that is, I mean, it's a sin that can grip and hold you, um, for a very long time. And so taking that seriously is really important. Um, but also the internet opens them to, uh, different, different genres. Like I said, uh, for me, I also, uh, got to experience uh, another side of the internet where I met people, um, and got to experience different things, right? I, I was open to, uh, mental health and, and saw people in mental health crisis who, you know, like I'm just talking to online, but, but experiencing some like pretty severe things that they're talking about abuse. And, and that was just from chatting with some people that, that I had met online and got to like was ex- exposed to all of that. Um, and then another is, is that it is now, uh, a lot of preteens go to source for answers, right? Uh, there's a disconnect in the home where a preteen does not feel comfortable uh, asking a question to a parent. And like I did, they go and search it online. And so um, anywhere from right sexuality, like I experienced, to um, questions about life, about who they are, about, um, you know, even religion, right? And it's like we get to the point where they're seeing so much online that it's like, who knows 
what they're being told, what they're being fed, and even if it's like not something they necessarily believe, surrounding themselves with this idea is uh, is difficult, and so we it is becoming their default source of information. Um, it is being being their if, uh, default source of entertainment. Right, YouTube is just exploding um, as it becomes one of the main sources of entertainment for kids these days. Right, TV shows are kind of like it's almost like oh, is that going to be like a thing of the past? Like, are we just going to be on? Uh, you know, YouTube for, for the next 10 years? Like, are we going to watch kids' TV fade out as YouTube reigns supreme? Um, but, right, it is their entertainment, it is their information, and it is um, it's exposing them to way too much, right? And I think we can all agree that the Internet is just, uh, on many different levels, they are seeing too much there. Uh, but the second one, like I talked about in the beginning, is at their schools. Because here's the reality, even if you've got a kid um, or a family, Right, and they're like, no, we're not doing that. Right, they don't have smartphones. Kids don't really have access to the internet or or YouTube at a free will or anything like that. Even if that's the case, if they are going to a school, if they've got any other kids around them, they're going to be exposed to that. Right, um, the, uh, we were talking this morning in in my D group, and that like the third and fourth graders are are just hearing constant language and swearing and just uh, some of the things I've heard. Um, not necessarily my preteens themselves, but what my preteens have heard, um, from other fourth, fifth, and sixth graders of just like vulgar and graphic and sexual like content of these fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. It is, they are hearing these things from school, even if they are not experiencing them firsthand online. The reality is our preteens are hearing these from school. They are, uh, taking these in as the conversations around them, even if they're distancing themselves from those people they're still hearing and they're still experiencing it and so school uh sports uh any kind of public group uh thing that that these preteens are doing they are seeing and hearing and witnessing all of these things um at school and so it is um it is a lot for them to take in at these tiny (laughs) tiny minds and tiny young people uh, to take in the kind of things that they're hearing from the kids and uh it just trickles down right you know all the the you know sixth graders in the elementary school or fifth graders in the elementary school are just trying to be cool like the older kids and the older kids are just trying to be cool like the older kids and it's just like the way that culture has these kids trying to vie for popularity and all of that just creates this uh toxic and and, and dark uh type of conversations that 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 go around and last but not least they're seeing too much in entertainment and that kind of um intertwines with the internet and and whatnot but but a lot of um a a lot of what preteens are consuming now is just it's not geared towards them and it never was intended right but it's just the average thing that the movies i've heard the preteens have watched before and i'm like oh my gosh like that is that is really tough that you know what I'm talking about, right? When Squid Games came out and the kids were talking about Squid Games, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it is just it's extremely graphic, extremely violent, and, and plenty of language and intense themes and ideas. Um, and a lot of the um, the video games that they're playing, and here's, here's what I'll say with this. Uh, I, I want to approach this one carefully. I love video games. I play a ton of video games, uh, probably too many video games. Um, so I am not anti-video game, but 
a lot of times if a kid is playing a video game and a parent doesn't know what to do here, um, they uh, have most video games now are open uh, like multiplayer and open mic. You can just have a conversation with whoever you're playing with. And let me just tell you, um, if you think conversations at school and person are bad, the internet amplifies that times 10. And so a lot of these kids playing games like Fortnite, playing games like Minecraft or Roblox even these days, um, there are people that are just the not good for these kids to be listening to. And so if they don't have the correct parental control set up, they're just talking to whoever. I'm going to some 21 year old uh, dude who's probably like in a, on his sixth drink of the night yelling whatever, right? And it, it is like this fourth grader on his headset hearing all of this. They are being exposed to that online and they're playing games if they don't have the right things set up. And so uh, the entertainment they're consuming is also just exposing them to way too much. And so I have now just made everyone listening to this so depressed thinking about the preteens. But don't don't let it bog you down. I say all of this to let you know that there is a lot, a lot, a lot influencing your preteens. They are seeing and hearing and experiencing so much. And so as you look at this room that you think, oh my gosh, what happened to what I used to know as a fourth grader? Like what is happening to these kids? Um, why are they so different? That is why, right? They're not just bad kids. They're not just intentionally seeking to to cause you agony and misery and, and be horrible right? They're just experiencing and regurgitating what they're experiencing. And in fact, I would say that they're processing through that. Um, they're, they're pushing the limits or testing the boundaries. What's funny? What's not? What's appropriate? What's not? So it's our job as pastors to come around them and love them. And so how we counter that uh, is really important. And I alluded to it a little bit, but number one, and I think the most important is to give resources um, and keep parents informed on all of these things. Like I said, with video games, uh, keeping a kid from talking with anybody they want is like a, a setting away. But a lot of parents don't know that that's a thing. A lot of parents, one, don't even know what their kids are doing online. Uh, but two, they don't know that they can kind of restrict that, right? On Fortnite, it's like you can set up parental controls and they can only talk to certain people, right? Or, or whatever online video game. And the internet, right? There's plenty of resources that can keep uh, kids from accidentally or purposefully uh, stumbling onto anything that they should not be seeing. But a lot of parents don't know that. Or uh, the more sad reality is a lot of parents don't want to admit that. A lot of parents want to think that their kid is doing nothing wrong, that they are perfect little angels, and that they are not um, having horrible conversations with people online, or they are not looking at things that they don't want them to be looking at. Because here's the reality, if I don't acknowledge it, then I don't have to accept it to be true. Um, and I think that's really important to enable and encourage parents, right? Give them resources, give them ways uh, to take back um, some of their childhood innocence that these preteens have and start early, right? Like I said, second and third graders have smartphones and like five-year-olds can navigate YouTube faster than most of the parents. And so start them early. Like you think like the kindergarten age group or whatever is like too early. Like, no, start those classes so that when a parent is like, okay, it's time to give my whoever, my preteen a phone or whatever, that they have the resources and the um, things to keep the preteen safe while they're on there. 
Um, second is don't shy away from the struggles and the reality that the preteens are facing, okay? We can't go on teaching like, you know, like happy sappy little like Bible stories like we used to because it's like I remember like fourth, fifth grade, like, the, you know, so, you know, like uh, a lot of happy times, beautiful, innocent Samuel experiencing like nothing bad. Um, uh, but the reality is they're facing a lot. And so uh, we really have to up what we're talking about and not shy away from it, right? Like, uh, now I'm not I'm not gonna straight out with my fourth, fifth, and sixth graders have a conversation about pornography, right? Um, there are v- still, luckily, uh, I wouldn't say like a majority, but like a group of kids in my ministry that is like have no idea what that is, and like that would be like horrific thing to start talking about, and I'm like, ah. Uh. Go ask their parents at home, like, what is this? They're like, oh, gosh, that would be horrible. Uh, but uh, I will mention things, right? If, if we're talking about, like, things we shouldn't do, like, I'll mention, are we going to those websites we know we shouldn't go at or looking at those things we know we shouldn't look at? And mentioning and talking about these things is important, right? We don't want to mention it with our fourth or fifth or sixth graders, but they are experiencing it. So we cannot shy away. Um, and, and being real with them, like, hey, I know that you are experiencing influences online and in person at school. So uh, talk about those things. Uh, and lastly, explain the importance of like uh, our foundation and who we are and why being different and set apart is important, right? Explain the importance of our foundation in Christ and why that matters. Because uh, like a kid can see all these things and be like, why is it wrong that I'm doing this? Literally everyone else is. And so that's why we really have to stand firm on our foundation of what um, what our beliefs are and why being different is important and why it matters. So I feel like that was a lot of information to take in um being a gen z or an internet native though i really hope that it helps uh some of you guys uh, kind of comprehend the breadth the width of what these kids are taking in because it's stuff that i experienced on the tail end um and and hopefully can shed some light on so i hope that you guys enjoyed that just getting to see uh and and i, and I hope you guys remember uh and we'll run through this again real quick, but one, we need to be the resource for parents, right? It is our job to protect our kids and talk with our parents about finding ways to protect them online, in person, and all of that. Uh, we also need to uh, be confident and not shy away from the sensitive topics of of addressing what they're seeing and hearing and challenging them to be different. And uh, lastly, explaining uh, the importance of uh, being different of uh, going against the grain and uh, fighting what is common in the world and and really taking time to um, encourage them and and let them know that you know they're not alone in this and that uh, it is worth it. So with that, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to see you guys next week. We've got two more episodes on the things that our preteens are facing, and so I am so excited about those. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.